Hi there. You are listening to a message recorded by High Point Life. To listen to more messages and to find out more about our church, head over to our website at highpointlife.com. Uh, good morning, church. Good morning. Wow, I love it when I get a very responsive response. When I say good morning, the church says good morning back to me. Uh, it's very, very encouraging. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for having me this morning. It's a privilege to be able to stand on stage to share uh, God's Word with you. And I want to say a special thank you to Pastor Stephen and the leadership team for uh, inviting me uh, to come this week. Now, just a brief introduction. Uh, thank you, Joel, for doing that very, very nice introduction for me. But uh, for some of you who may not know, okay, uh, my name is Brandon. I am what the millennials or the Gen Z would like to call a social media influencer. Only one person, woo, you know, and he's obviously less than 35 years old. So what does that mean, right? What does that mean being a social media influencer? Uh, it, it's kind of hard to explain, but, but basically, uh, I create content on social media. That's what I do on social media platforms like Instagram, your YouTube, and this is literally and how I earn my living. Um, you know, I, I earn my keep through these postings that I do on social media. Uh, I'd argue for me personally, I would say that all of us are social media influencers in one way or another, or at least if you're not on social media, you are an influencer. Uh, now, a lot of uncles and aunties also ask me this question. So, Brandon, actually, uh, you know, how do you earn money? Uh? How do you make money, actually? And uh, don't worry, it's a very valid question. I get this question all the time, right? And uh, just to explain to you, uh, because, yes, I have a certain number of following on Instagram and, and social media, um, you know, so they, they, they engage me to create videos to promote their brand, their company, or their service, or their product, and they pay me X amount of dollars to do that. So that's literally how I make my money. In your terms, I would say I'm like a, what do I call it? Like a walking advertisement bot, lah, huh? That's, that's how I would put it. So... I started off my career, uh, as Joel has shared, in uh, 2013. I started off as a TV host on this show called AT Wiki. Uh, I was doing it for about three and a half years. In that time, I was also a radio DJ and Fly FM. And then from there, I just transitioned from what we call traditional media to digital media, which is social media. Lah. So I've been doing this for quite some time. If you're wondering, does that make me an expert? No. I'm not an expert in social media, not at all, okay? Because uh, it moves very fast, uh, just so you all know. It changes so, so quickly. And so I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an expert. Uh, even I struggle to keep up as well sometimes. So, but it's been 10 years. I started in 2013, now it's 2023. I started when I was 20. This year, I'm 30. So after 10 years, maybe I know one thing or two, lah, okay? Um, so yes, yeah, so the topic for today is, uh, I've been given is the social media menace or tool. Now, just let me <laughs> tell you something. When I received this topic, um, I was thinking to myself, this topic confirms baby boomer who came out with this title. Confirm it's a baby boomer. Because no young people will call it the social media, okay? We young people, we just call it social media. That's it. Nobody says the social media. Nobody, okay? And then I checked back my text message, you know, my, my WhatsApp, right? I saw Pastor Steven's message, you know, hi Brenda, we'd like to invite you, da, 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 you know, and the topic is the, so uh, I knew where it came from. <laughs> the social media, Pastor, come on, you know, it's social media, you know. I was very sure, I was like, the social media? Huh? You know, and I, I just instantly knew, confirm 50 and above, send me this title one. It's the generation that, you know, they say, hey, you got play the Facebook, uh, you got the, you got the what apps, what apps, uh, not WhatsApp, but what apps, uh, it's from that generation. So, you know, I hope my mom isn't watching this or, my goodness. 
Um, so I actually wanted to amend the topic myself. Lah. I wanted to uh, change it to social media menace or two. But to be honest with you, as I was preparing this message, I kept going through the title and it, I fell quite in love with it, you know, for some odd reason. I thought it was quite cute. So I maintain it to now, the social media. I want to keep it to the social media, menace or tool, okay? So that's the title of our message today. Um, now, I think it was also some years back, right, uh, that I, I was invited to speak at High Point. It was um, the, the youth, right? Yeah, I can't remember what year it was. A couple of years ago. About two or three years ago, right? Yeah, so uh, I was invited to speak at High Point and in roughly the same topic. It was along the same lines here. So forgive me, young people. I see maybe some familiar faces here. Forgive me, you know, if you're hearing similar things, but, you know, principles are principles. Yeah, they never change, uh, no matter what era we live in. So yeah, before I begin, I want to ask you a very simple question. First of all, may I know, how many of you here today, you believe that social media is a menace? You can raise your hand, don't be shy, you can be honest. Very good, you know, I see one hand there, two hands raised from one person. You believe that social media is a menace? Yeah, you know, if you raise your hand, that's okay. Uh, how many of you believe that it is a tool? Oh, high point, very good. A lot of raise your hands there, very good, nice. Uh, now, Obviously, there are some hands raised for menace as well, and uh, it's not surprising, okay? I just want to tell you, it's not surprising to know that some of you think that it's a menace. Um, you know, we hear a lot of news reports. I'm sure all of you got the Facebook, the what apps. You all read online, right, you know, about the news, and you hear so many cases of cyberbullying, you know, teens uh, who fall into depression, and you hear even cases of uh, suicide, you know, people committing suicide because of being on social media, the bullying that they get. So it's no surprise if you think it's a menace. Uh, it's not surprising for me to see your hands raised. But what I want to tell you today is, unfortunately, the blame shouldn't be on social media, lah, okay? Because why? Uh, to say that it is a menace, that social media is a menace, it's actually a really very short-sighted way of looking at the problem. And I will add to it that it's a complete misjudgment as well. Now, it's important to know this thing, right? That these bad things that you read about in the news, they are not caused by social media. Very important distinction, okay? They are not caused by social media. They are caused through social media. So it's a very big distinction here. This one little tiny preposition changes the entire landscape. These bad things, they happen through social media. So... If you think about it, it is really just merely a tool. I mean, how many of you drive cars? You, all of you drove cars here, right? So how, if just say, you know how many people die from road car accidents every year? So many people die from car accidents. Does that mean we don't drive cars anymore? No, right? We drive cars every single day. The blame shouldn't be on the cars, right? The blame is on the driver. The car is just merely a tool for transportation to take you from point A to point B. That's it. And similarly, social media is exactly the same thing. It is just a tool to help you to communicate something to someone. Now, it only becomes a menace when it is used menacingly. Just like how any other tool can be used menacingly, right? A hammer is a tool, you can use it to, 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 to nail many planks of wood and build a beautiful house. A hammer you can use to also knock someone in the head and take their life. So, we have to establish this. Social media is just simply a tool. It is inherently not good or not bad. There is no nature to it. So do we still blame social media or not? Good. We don't blame social media. If you still say yes, you better go and sell your car and donate it to the church or something. Uh, so whose fault is it? Whose fault 
uh, who, who, who is blame here? All this bad stuff that you read online on the news. Who's at fault? You can point. It is? It's us. We are the culprits. We are the problem. All right? It's not the social media. That fellow is innocent. We are the culprits. Okay? Now, what I'm willing to concede is about social media, yeah? Is that it's not just a tool, it is a very, very powerful tool. And because it is powerful, it is very dangerous. So, um, having said this, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest quotes, and this quote really transcends all generations. Lah, huh? Someone I personally look up to, this is from the wise words of not my uncle Ben. Ah, there, social media is a tool, lah. don't forget that. This is the establishment, yeah? And this is the quote. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. Taken from? Ah, very good. Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. With great power comes great responsibility. Um, I know I haven't showed any Bible verses yet, Pastor. It's coming, don't worry. <laughs> this time, not Christian. So, uh, it's still a very much a Christian message, uh, please. Uh. The, the verses coming later, coming later. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, uh, the first thing I want you to know is and have is the realization that we have a responsibility. And as Christians today, it doesn't matter, yeah, by the way, whether you're Gen Z or you're a millennial or you're Gen X, Y, baby boomer, whatever, using the WhatsApp, you know, as long as you are using social media, you have a responsibility to use it wisely. Now, Luke chapter 12, verse 48. Ah, see, Pastor, I've got Bible verse today. Ah, Luke chapter 12, verse 48 says, it says, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. A lot of people, when they read this verse, they think this only applies to successful people. They'll think only this, this uh, verse applies to maybe wealthy people or people in authority, or maybe even to pastors. Now, just let me tell you, this verse applies to each and every one of us. For me, personally, I believe that I have a responsibility when, when I use social media I have a responsibility as to what I share, what I post, what I comment, what I send, what I forward. And just because I have you know, a few more followers than, than, than people, does this mean that you know, this verse only applies to me? No, not at all. Of course, for me, I, I have, I, the responsibility is greater, no doubt about it. I have a bigger responsibility. But one day, I always, I always share this, right? Whenever I share about social media, whether it's in churches, conferences, CFs, or anything like that, I always share this, that one day, when I meet my maker on Judgment Day, I will have to give an account. Much like everything that has ever come out of my mouth, I will have to give an account for everything that I've said online. So this is what I believe in. And similarly... You, my friends, will also have to give an account for every message you send on WhatsApp, every comment you posted, every good morning message you forward. You will have to give an account for everything that you ever said online. And I believe that this... Um, so bear this in mind, please, when you use social media, doesn't matter what age you are. So the question for us this morning is, how, how are we using this tool that God has given us. Now, Ephesians 4.29 says, uh, gives us some advice in regards to this. It says this, right? This is a part of Paul's instruction for Christian living. It says, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Now, the Bible obviously doesn't offer any direct 
verses to talk about social media. You won't ever find in the Bible a commandment or something like that that says, thou shall not forward unverified spam messages. Jesus didn't have Instagram. The 12 disciples didn't have a WhatsApp group to talk about, you know, where they're going to go. Uh, but the reason that this verse still applies is because social media is really equivalent to your words. It's as simple as that. Now, a lot of people, they don't see this this way. And that is why we have a very, very big problem today, especially the younger people, yeah? They, they, they have very little responsibility. They don't recognize this. And that's why when it comes to all the comments, if you ever go to Facebook or anything that, you read the comments sometimes, you see very hateful comments, you see the comments that they post. The young people, they're not afraid to use things like the F word online, you know, they'll curse people's mother, curse people's father, curse the entire family, curse the dog, curse the cow, everything they curse. And it's no surprise because young people, unfortunately, they don't have this sense of responsibility because they think in their mind, ah, yeah, this is just a, a comment online. My job this morning is to tell all of you, because you said it on social media, it doesn't absolve you from the responsibility God has placed on you. Remember I told you that one day we will all have to be accountable for the life that we've lived. Romans 14.12 confirms this, says, So then, each of you will give an account on the day of judgment for every empty word they have spoken. For by your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. And this is why I'm absolutely convinced, yeah, guys, that every message you've sent, every comment you've posted, every post you shared, you will have to give an account to God one day. It'll take a long time because we send, especially those people who send one message by one message, one message by one, it'll take a very long time to go through everything. But trust me, God has all the time in the world to go through one by one with you on that day. So this is the responsibility that you have when you use social media. Now, if I were to ask you one simple question this morning, for my next point, uh, how many of you are Christians? You can raise your hand. Lah. How many of you are Christians? All right, very good. Everybody raising their hands. How many of you are Christians only on Sundays? Oh, very good. Huh? How many of you are Christians seven days a week? For uh, Pastor, you're doing a good job. High point, very good. Pass. Job Lulus. Now, I ask this because um, what I observe is in terms of Christians, yeah, there are broadly maybe two major groups that you'll see uh, of Christians on social media. The first group is those who are Christians only on social media. But when they're not on social media, you meet them in real life, they are no different from an unbeliever. And then there's also the flip side of the coin, of course. Those who are very, very Christian in real life, you meet them, wow, this person is fantastic, you know, really exemplif exemplify Christ, Christ-like life. But when they go on social media, you see the post that they share, you know, and it's a completely different, they're like a completely different person altogether. Now, my point is to tell you that I hope none of you are neither. Because if you are either, then the truth is you're being a hypocrite. So, the next point I want to share is there should be no spiritual secular divide. I'm sure you've heard of this before, that there's no divide, right? In the marketplace especially, this, this topic comes out a lot, that you're a Christian even in your marketplace, in where you work, where you study. There is no spiritual secular divide in social media as well. If you say today, this morning, you raise your hand and you say, hey, Brandon, I'm a Christian seven days a week in real life. Let me tell you, you better be a Christian seven days a week on social media as well. Pastor, you're nodding your head. After this, uh, make sure you take all the names. You go and search for all their Facebook profiles. Uh. Check their phones. See what they share online. It's very important, yes, guys. I'm always reminded of this Bible verse. Um, 
in, uh, in Matthew, yeah, where Jesus talks about knowing the tree by the fruits that it bears. You know, when you talk to people, just having a conversation with them, you can tell a lot about that person, right? Just having a 10-minute or 5-minute conversation. You can, you can sort of deduce a lot of things just by talking to them. Friends, it's the same way on social media. You can actually tell a lot about the person uh, when you interact with them on social media, whether they're a hot-tempered person, whether they're a very patient man, you know, whether they're a little bit sneaky, whether they're very cunning people. You can tell a lot just by interacting with someone. And of course, you know, it says, you will know the tree by the fruits that it bears. So whatever you post online, whatever you say, this is important, is a reflection of what you think, where you stand, and who you are. So you need to be wary of whatever you post or share. You need to ask yourself whenever you send something or share something, does it, number one, reflect Christ? Does it, number two, how does it reflect on you as a Christian? You raise your hands, right? How does it reflect on you as a Christian? And of course, very importantly, is it in line with the Word of God? Is it in line with Scripture? If it's not, then there is a problem. If any one of these you answer no, then there is a problem already. Now, I'm not saying that you have to post a Bible verse. If, if I'm saying, you know, everything must reflect Christ, your next Instagram post and the following few weeks all going to be just Bible verse, lah, okay? But I'm not saying you have to post a Bible verse every single day for the rest of your life on social media. But what I'm trying to say is that you need to ask yourself seriously these questions. And don't forget the help of who? Our best friend, the Holy Spirit. I'm sure all of you have experienced this. You know, where you feel when you want to post something or you want to say something to another person and you feel like you need to rethink. And that's the Holy Spirit telling you, maybe you don't want to say it like that or maybe you don't even want to say that at all. So you can rely on the help of the Holy Spirit to help guide you because He is there to help you. It doesn't make sense for me to tell you on stage today that, hey guys, Brandon, I'm a Bible-believing Christian and tomorrow when you check my Instagram profile, you suddenly find me sharing a post, I don't know, in support of LGBT, for example. It doesn't make sense, right? It will confuse all of you. You'll be like, what is this fella, you know, preaching about Christ here, about the Bible? And then if tomorrow I suddenly post a, you know, yeah, pride walk, pride march, pride month or whatever it is, you will be able to deduce a lot just by me sharing that one post. You'll be able to tell my principles, my values. You can tell where I stand on maybe this particular matter. It's very, it's not rocket science, right? So you can tell a lot about a person from social media. One of the questions I get a lot from people is, hey, Brandon, is it very tough to be a Christian in this industry that I'm in? Uh, I work in the entertainment industry and I've been doing this for the past 10 years, like I said. The entertainment industry is a very, it's a very fun industry, don't get me wrong. Uh, it's very, very nice. You see all these bright lights all the time. Um, you know, you see lights, camera, action, and you get to see and meet a lot of different people. And I've had the privilege to meet very many interesting people. And it's a very fun industry to be in. But while I say that, I also tell people that it is fun, but it's also a very dark industry to be in. Dark because the people that I meet, they often are very happy outside. On camera, they're like, hey, what's up? And they smile very nicely, you know. But when you get to talk to them personally, you have a very honest and raw talk with them. You'll realize that a lot of them, unfortunately, are very lonely. They're very, very... Uh, some of them are depressed. They're very lonely people. And they got all the thousands and hundreds of thousands of followers. They got all the money in the bank. A lot of them are multi-millionaires. But when you actually sit down to talk to them, they are actually very lonely. They are depressed. They got no real friends, no real direction. It's a shame. It's a huge, huge shame. And this is the area where God has placed me in to try my best to reach out to them. Is it tough to be a Christian in this industry? 
to be perfectly honest with you, it's a yes and no answer. It's a yes and no answer. It is not tough because I'm on social media. Who I am on social media, who I am today in real life is the same person. So it's not tough. It's not like I said just now. It's not like, you know, I don't cuss and swear in real life, for example. Um, all my life, you know, I'm very careful with what I say, what, what comes out of my mouth. So I don't cuss, I don't swear, uh, I don't curse or anything like that. Now, you won't find me doing this on social media as well. So it's not like I'm two different people. In that respect, it's not tough. But at the same time, it is also very hard. It's tough to be a Christian. This is the yes part. And I say it's tough not because I'm in this specific industry, because if you ask any committed, devoted follower of Christ, I believe they will tell you it is tough to be a Christian in this world. Alright? It is tough to be a Christian. The world is against you. The biblical principles are never in line with the world's standards of their principles and values. So don't care what industry you're in. It is tough to be a Christian. So in that sense, is it hard? It is hard to be a Christian. It's not easy. One of the main reasons why I started the Christian podcast show is really because God put a prompting in my heart. I asked God, I said, God, you know what? what how can I use my gifts and my talents that you've given me? How can I use it to glorify your name? And, uh, and that's why, you know, I started this because I really wanted to reach more people and get more souls for the kingdom of God. And I believe that's one of the reasons why God put me today in this position, in this space. So you maybe can ask the same questions for yourself. Some of you, yes, you know, you have different talents. Uh, worship leader, you know, you're anointed worship leader. You can sing. You can play a musical instrument. You have an interpersonal. Very good. Some people are very good with just talking and connecting with people. And you need to ask yourself, how can I use my gifts, my talents that God has given me to reach more people for the kingdom of God? Sometimes after I speak at a church or at a conference and I share about Christ and after I give my talk, uh, I have some people come up to me and say, hey, Brandon, I didn't know you were a Christian. Outside my face is like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm a Christian. <laughs> nice to meet you. Inside, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I ask the Lord, like, am I not doing enough? Because it should be very apparent that you're a Christian, actually. It should be very obvious. There's very hard, you know, the Bible says, talk about, you know, you, don't, you can't hide a, a city on a hill. You know, you can't uh, light a lamp and then you hide it. It's, it's very hard, actually, to hide the fact that you're a Christian. If no one knows you're a Christian, personally, I think that is a problem. If, like, you know, only now they find out that you're a Christian or after so many years of being a Christian, then, they, oh, you're actually a Christian. Ah. I think that's a huge problem, by the way. Everyone should know. It should be very obvious that you are a Christian. So back to it, when it comes to social media, there is no spiritual or secular divide. If you are a Christian, you're a Christian, period. So remember this. Okay, whatever you post, send or share on social media is truly a reflection of what you think, where you stand in terms of your principles, your values, and above all, who you are, your identity. So if you're not willing to take up or shoulder this responsibility, then honestly, you should not be on social media at all, or at least not yet. I want to go quickly to my final point. I call it TikTok, not the app TikTok, but the time TikTok, huh? Uh, how many of you, you know, your phone these days, right? You can actually check how much time you spend on your apps, on your phone. You can actually check, you know, they will tell you, you spend three hours on this app, you know, you spend two hours watching YouTube, and you can check how many hours you spend on a phone daily. 
it's there. It's, if you don't know about it, you can check it out later. Lah, huh? But I guarantee you, let's be honest here, I think it's safe to say out of 24 hours in one day, I think it's safe to say we spend an average about three to four hours on our phones on various social media platforms or apps. Some of you maybe spend even more. I, I'll be honest with you, I spend many, many hours on social media, a lot of hours. Granted, it's also part of my work, but I spend, I don't know, maybe, oh, I'm, I'm ashamed to share. Okay, let's skip that. I'm sure many of us share, you know, have many hours there. I spend hours, by the way. I spend really, I spend super duper long on social media. And all of us, you know, whether it's watching YouTube, lah, some of you are gaming, some of you are just scrolling Facebook or WhatsApp, or I mean, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is. Um, you spend at least, I would say, guarantee, lah, at least three, four hours. And my, my question this morning is like, you know, this is my last point, and it's going to make me sound like the most Christian uncle here. You're going to make me sound like a seventh, nah, I'm just going to put number. I'm just going to sound like Christian uncle, okay? I'm going to sound like a very, very pastor Christian fellow. But in all seriousness, okay, how much time are you spending with God? I mean, seriously. Because if you can spend three to four hours on your phone every single day, ask yourself, what is half an hour or, four, or I don't know, 15 minutes even? How, how, how long is that? You know, 15 minutes to spend time with your loving Savior. And that's why I, my second point is TikTok. I don't want to scare you. I don't want to be a prophet of doom or anything like that. But I believe that time is short. I believe that time is short. Time is ticking. I believe we're really, you know, we're living in the end times and time is ticking. There is no time to waste. As Christians, really, please, it's time to buck up. It's really time to buck up already. It is, the time is now, right? Time is short and it's ticking. No time to be chilling, no time to be slacking. And so I'm so glad, you know, Pastor Stephen, I heard that you opened up the church to the Tamil church and you're offering help as they renovate and things like that. It's very important. There is no time to be gatekeeping or anything like that. Christians, this is really the time to, to take charge already. Just like your phone, after you use for 10 hours a day, it runs out of battery, right? After a certain amount of time and then you cannot use it anymore. You have to charge it again to use it it's the same thing with our spiritual life, yeah? You need to charge your spiritual life as well. You yourself need to be a Christian. So I go through those times as well. But what I found out is that when I go through these times uh, of burnout, of just, you know, uh, isolating myself, it's really the times when I didn't spend time with God, when I plugged out spiritually, where I forget to do my devotion or or. or Ignore, just ignoring the Holy Spirit altogether. That is the time when I burn out the most. That is what I realize. Um, so please, right, just like how you spend your time on social media to build and maintain relationships. We use this to talk to people, reach out to people, minister to people. Just like how you spend that time, the same must be done with our relationship with Jesus. Again, guys, it's really not rocket science. Can you imagine, you know, I see a lot of young people here. Some of you got girlfriend, boyfriend. Some of you maybe married for years. Can you imagine someone telling you they're in a relationship with someone? And then uh, you ask them, oh, how's this person? You know, how's your partner? How's your boyfriend doing? How's your girlfriend doing? They say, I don't know. I never spend time with a person. What kind of relationship is that? Right? It doesn't make sense. That's not a relationship at all if you don't spend time with that person to get to know him or her. So, what gives? It is the same with Jesus. If you don't spend time with Jesus, you will never know Him. 
If, by the way, if you're spending time with Jesus, good for you. Uh, encouragement, sorry. Uh, if you're already doing your quiet time every day, you're reading the Word of God, just to encourage you, well done. Continue doing so. Don't give up. But my, this point is really for those who are not, who are not doing it, who are really not doing it. Don't wait. Time is ticking. Don't wait. Every day is a good day to come back to Jesus. Amen? Every day is a good day to come back to Him. So, I'll make this point super duper short for you. Um, go and check your phone after the service. You are fasting. Uh, there's no lunch. Use that time. Check your phone. How much time you spend on your phone a day? You can see one. Ask your children to help you. And then, from there, you note down how many hours is it. And my challenge to you is, for every one hour, I'm not asking for much here, guys. For every one hour you spend on your phone, I'm asking on behalf of Jesus, to spend 10 minutes with Him. Just 10 minutes. So say you spend three hours on your phone in a day. You spend 30 minutes with Jesus. I think it's a very fair ask. It's a very minimum, bare minimum fair ask. If you spend six hours a day, for example, someone like me, I can spend up to six hours. Then for me, I translate that to an hour at the feet of Jesus. That's how I measure it at least. That's a good benchmark for you to start with. So, as I close today, I just want to recap what I've shared. <clears throat> Where's the slide? Yeah. So, this is my conclusion. Number one, I've already established this, and I hope that none of you think that social media is a menace after this morning. It is a tool. Uh, it's a powerful tool. And if used correctly, social media can really be a blessing. I've had so many stories. I don't have the time. I'm sharing a lot of, yes, theoretical stuff and things with you. But, you know, I wish I had the time to sit down and share all the stories I've had that social media can be a blessing, a tremendous blessing. Maybe another day I'll share very interesting, many interesting stories about my life as well. Number two, Christians, all of us, we have a responsibility to use social media response, responsibly. Uh, one day, all of us will have to give an account for our lives and everything we've ever said, everything we've shared, everything that we've posted, we will have to give an account to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And number three, there is no spiritual secular divide with social media. You're a Christian seven days a week in real life and on social media. Whatever you post, whatever you share, whatever you send forward, it is a reflection of what you think, where you stand and who you are. And my final point is really the challenge for you. If you can spend three hours or more on your apps, on social media, even WhatsApp, you can spend 30 minutes with Jesus. Uh, I want to quickly address two major groups of people in church today. <clears throat> I want to talk to the parents first. Uh, this is the, the not Gen Z or millennials group, yeah? The group, like I say, you know, the, the one who calls it the social media and the what apps, that generation. Parents the first people, the group of people I want to talk to. Uh, social media is, is big. It is a massive thing. It's quite daunting for some people as well. But it's a huge thing. And whether you like it or not, it is here to stay. Alright? Social media, it is here to stay. Um, and I would argue that it is impossible to get your children off it. I know some parents try. Uh, but let me tell you, I think it's impossible to be honest with you. You can't get your children off it. Very difficult. But what can change um, is not the app. What can change is actually you. You can be on it. 
I hear all the children, oh no, <laughs> mom, 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 you know, my parents on Facebook. But truthfully, parents, you can be on social media. And what I want to tell you is don't fear it. This is the very common thing I hear from people like my parents. Don't fear it. Just remember how you learned to drive a car when you were taking your L or P license. You make mistakes, right? It's something new and you will continue to make mistakes even after you get your license. Throughout your life, you have accidents here and there. Very common, you'll make mistakes. But don't fear it. Don't fear the, the fact that, you know, you're going to make some mistakes when it comes to social media. I want to encourage you to, to learn how to use Facebook, how to use Twitter, call X now, how to use TikTok, how to use Instagram. I want to encourage you how to, to learn how to use it. Please don't tell me you're, you're really not too old or it's not too late for you to start something new. Please, sir. Uh. And you, when you think about it, if you are on it as well, if you know how to use it, this way, right, you're going to be able to connect with your children. You're going to be able to connect with the young people so much better. You get to know about the social media landscape. And you know also how to help them in really challenging or dangerous situations. There are many dangers out there. But if you know how to use social media, you can even help them to avoid the pitfalls. And some of you, you know, you can even teach them how to use it for younger folks and teach them the right way to use it. Let me tell you, you'll be in awe just how much God can use you if you're willing. If you say, yes, God, I'm willing, I guarantee you, you'll be in awe how much God can use you. So to my wiser folks, don't, don't fear it. Learn, learn how to use it. Learn how to use it. Next group of people, I look here straight. The young people, the Gen Z and the millennials. You guys. Um, one day you're going to be old as well. I don't think I need to remind you. Your parents and these people, they have been young ones before. Let me tell you this. I've been young once. I've been your age. You know, I'm somewhere in the middle. And one day I'm going to be old as well. But one day all of us are going, you're going to be old as well. But your calling as children still very much remains the same. Your calling as children, obey your parents, honour them, respect them. This calling is the same for all the children out there, for all the Gen Z. I want to encourage you to be patient, to be patient with your parents, especially, especially when it comes to gadgets, la, technology, la, social media. I've asked them to learn it. I'm asking you now to teach them. Teach them how to use it. Do it patiently. It's not easy, I know. I have parents as well, by the way. Uh, my parents are also, you know, el you know, quite elderly now. And it's, it's oh, sometimes it's so frustrating, man. <laughs> like, oh, it's so simple, you know. And I have to learn how to be patient. But what I've learned is that when I teach them how to use it, there is a lot of joy seeing them independently use it and find little joys as well. You know, they'll come up to me and say, hey, I can do this. I was like, yeah, you can do this. I said, go for it, do it. You know, and they'll make mistakes. Trust me, when you teach them, they will make mistakes also. But be patient with them. Don't, don't, don't flip out on them, you know. We, we as children, we want to be taught with love, right? Parents, you go for courses, teach your children with love. The calling for the children is the same thing. When you teach them, you teach them with love. It's no different when it comes to them. So, this is my message for all of you, for the parents, for the children, whatever era you live in. It is a tool, a very powerful tool, but it can be used for tremendous blessing. 
Now, I'm going to close uh, and I want some time for us to reflect right now. I've got time for a little bit of ministry here as well. Yeah. So, I want, to ref- I want all of us to take some time to reflect on what's been shared today. And truthfully, when I share this message, um, I believe that, I believe that, yes, when I share it, the Holy Spirit also has spoken to some of you. I see a lot of people nodding their heads and you agree with what I say. Maybe the Holy Spirit has convicted you of something that I share, one of the points. And so, I want to take some time to pray for you, if you don't mind. So may I invite all of us to all eyes closed, all heads bowed, because I want to pray for you this, this morning. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. To take some time right now to just reflect on what's been shared. Uh, some of you, you think, ah, this doesn't apply to me. It does apply to you as well. As long as you've got one social media app on your phone, it applies to you, this entire message. I want to pray for two groups of people this morning. The first group I want to pray for is, is those who, who have forgotten, forgotten our responsibility as Christians on social media. And because you have forgotten, you have unfortunately used social media irresponsibly. Whether you have whether it's cursing online, whether it's lying online, whether it's something that you shared, you send, and you know that does not reflect Christ. And some of you, unfortunately, have even caused hurt to another through social media. You've hurt another party, you've hurt a Christian brother, a Christian sister, you've hurt your family members. In anger, you lashed out on social media, and then you hurt some people. If this is you I'm speaking about, I want to pray for you. I want to ask you also to be brave, to ask for forgiveness. You know, we sang the song, you know, that uh, our God is, you know, uh, in His name, there is life, there is power, and there is healing. And of course, there's restoration as well. Now, if we know we confess our sins, He will forgive, He will listen. And so this is, is a time for you that I want to give to you between you and God. If you have done some irresponsible things online, on social media, to come before Him, to come before the throne of grace and say, God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for saying this. I'm so sorry for doing this, commenting this, commenting that. I want to tell you that I'm sorry. So right now, I want to give you that time to speak to Him. Hallelujah. time to say your sorries, to ask for forgiveness, especially if you've hurt someone online, especially if you have caused pain, you can tell God, say, Lord, I'm so sorry, please forgive me, please remove this guilt and wash me in your blood, thank you, Lord, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah.
Thank you, Lord, for forgiving sins, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, that you are a God who forgives. You are a God of second, third, fourth, fifth, many, many chances. Your grace overflows, Lord Jesus. Your mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Lord, for all the people, Lord, who have confessed, who have confessed so openly to you. Help them, Lord Jesus, to use, Lord, this powerful tool that you've given them responsibly. To know, Lord Jesus, that this tool is meant to be a blessing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now, there's another group that I want to pray for as well. And this group is the group that, unfortunately, what Joel said, you know, you, you got your priorities wrong. You spend so much time on social media, but there's no time that you've left for Jesus. There's no time to do your devotion. There's no time to spend kneeling down at His feet and just bowing down before Him and spending time in His lovely presence. And this group of people, you know your priorities are upside down. That Jesus is often chucked one side. And I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you as well. I mentioned just now in my, in my message that every day is a good day to come back to Him. Every day is a good day to come back to Jesus. And if you know you've been spending so much time browsing and scrolling and watching and gaming and you haven't even reserved just that a few minutes or even half an hour or less with Jesus, then I also want to pray for you because I want you to realize how much God is longing to spend time with you, His child, how precious you are to Him. And I want to pray for you to make a commitment, to make a commitment and say, I want to come back. I want to come back to you, Jesus. You can tell God right now, say, Lord, I want to come back. I want to come back to you, Jesus. Today is a wonderful day to come back to Him. Right now is a fantastic moment to come back to Jesus. These are your people, O oh God. These people belong to you. They are yours, Lord Jesus. And today, Lord God, you've hurt them. You've hurt all of us. Some of us, Lord Jesus, who have caused hurt or said some things that are not so kind and we've asked for your forgiveness. And I pray, O oh God, that right now, Lord Jesus, you, you will assure them in their hearts that yes, you've hurt them. You've forgiven them and that you, Lord Jesus, will be there to help them to use social media responsibly to bless others, to bring others up, Lord, to speak life into other people. I also want to pray, Lord, for those, Lord Jesus, who say, I want to come back to you, Jesus. I'm sorry for spending so much time and ignoring you, but today, right now, Lord Jesus, is a wonderful day, and I want to come before you to say, I'm home. I am home. I want to pray for them as well, Lord that they will know, Lord Jesus, how important it is you put a burden in their heart, Lord. You create a new fire in their hearts, a passion, Lord Jesus, to spend time, Lord, reading, drowning themselves in the Word and in Your presence, Lord. Let them know, Lord Jesus, embrace them. Let them know how lovely, wonderful it is to be in the presence of our loving Saviour.